Hey guys, it's Anand Carrasco and he is Aryan Maiker. And you're listening to Dumb Shit Talks with Anand and Aryan. And today actually marks something special, right? Well, yeah, guys. We've decided to branch out. So today, the Dumb Shit Talks family introduces you to Dumb Shit Interviews. Where every goddamn topic and every goddamn person under the sun is our real estate. That sounds a bit creepy, but okay. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, today we have a kind of a special guest with us. Say an unsung hero. But before that, I think we should explain what we do on this podcast, right? Well, yeah. Okay, the basic point of this podcast is that we bring guys who may look ordinary. Okay? But they're really not. Yeah, these guys do shit that we can't even imagine doing. Like, this was a big step for us. And what these guys do, mad respects to them. Well, yeah. So, basically, we want to interview... We interview them in these segments. And we try to understand that... Uh, how they um, deal with challenges. How they think. How their mind functions. And basically, what gets them out of their beds. You know, aside from coffee... That's Drew McIntyre's team, and considering that you're playing it, that means he probably won, right? Yeah, he won a WWE championship, but that's a topic for another day. That's pick up the call, right? Pick up! Are you pick up? Pick up, man! Hello? Dude, it's the manager. You know Star World, right? Yeah. They've ordered a cease and desist. Oh shit. What the hell, guys? Okay, sorry. Alright, uh, technical difficulties, please stand by. What the? And today's podcast, we have a very special guest. You can call him an unsung hero. I mean, he did come on news twice, but he is the one of well, the few guys. Guys, guys, guys I, was, I was on the news once. Okay. I mean, a- already the standard of editorial isn't doing really great right now. Technical issues. Oh, introducing Mr. Christoph de Braganza. Hey everyone, it's Christoph. How are you doing? Hello, Christoph. It's a pleasure having you here. It's a pleasure to be here. So, how was the trip coming here? How, how was my trip over here? I mean, you should know. I had to pick up the two of you to get here. It's the least professional thing <laughs> I've ever seen. But whatever, we're here now. I can speak. Ironic. So, the first question we want to ask you is, what was the most impactful phase of your life? I mean... If by impactful you mean transformative, I mean I, I feel like right now, I'm I'm always trying new things. I don't really know what's gonna happen next. I mean I've got projects going on right now, and I've got projects in the future. I I can't say I've had s- such a transformative couple of years. I mean three years ago I wasn't I wasn't into three D printing at all. And I didn't really know that much CAD, and now that's basically all I do, and I do a bit of content creation as well, and I'm spending progressively more and more time on that, and so I probably figure that my future is probably in that space somewhere. Okay. Regarding 3D printing, as you said, so I just want to understand what made you take up 3D printing, considering... How difficult it is to procure a 3D printer and how expensive it is in general. You know, you can't just find a 3D printer anywhere, right? I mean, you kind of can now. 
things have changed a lot in the last couple of years. I mean, it used to be so. My first 3D printer, I did not. My first two 3D printers, I didn't buy in India. But the first one, I got it in from China, and that was it was a bit back then. And what I got was horrible. It was pathetic. It was the worst 3D printer you can imagine. It was this acrylic body that would easily break and would flex a lot, which is not good for precision. And then the second 3D printer I ever bought was a Prusa. That was from Prague. And that had to be important. But now you can get a pretty capable 3D printer off of Amazon delivered within a week for like, I think like 17, 18,000 is like the cheapest ones. And you can use them. They're fine. They, you know, they have a few cheap parts here and there. And they're not great, but they're very capable. I mean, things have changed a lot and they're getting cheaper with time. So there's a couple of texts that have like, like 3D printing is a very all encompassing wide term. So there's two types of technology that have gotten really cheap. One is called FDM, which is basically uh, extruded plastic. And then there's uh, MSLA or DLP, that's resin 3D printing. Those two types have gotten so cheap. You can get one of those, like FDM you can get in India for like 17,000, I mentioned that. and DLP eventually once we have supply you could you could start finding those machines for less than 20 less than 25 I I suspect hasn't happened yet but I suspect uh, okay I guess I haven't checked the 3d printing scene post 2018 Bruh. so what do you think in is the few post covid scene of 3d printing for you at least I mean, it's kind of back to how it was before coronavirus. I mean, for a brief period when stuff just kind of didn't exist and PPE was required, people reallocated their equipment and tried to help plug the hole in supply and provide these, frankly, essential things when they couldn't be procured by hospitals, in this case, statewide. And I mean, a lot of people were involved in it and all those people you know, some of them have subsidiaries now which make face shields. That's what they do. And so supply exists now that it didn't back when I was doing uh, my face shields. And so the rest of them, they've just kind of gone back to working as they did before in 3D printing. I mean, it, it's surely some amount of its medical applications has been proven to a degree, but we've also discovered a lot of the inconsistencies and failings with the technology. It is fundamentally for prototyping in many of the technologies that it employs. So there are kind of reasons that medical equipment are made the way they do. And 3D printing is this sort of, it's like this buzzword. People like to say it, people like to imply that their company is involved with additive manufacturing in some way or the other. It's great for driving up stock value, even though your company may not have anything to do with 3D printing. It's great to add on. And it's great for the media because you can say basically anything. You can say people are 3D printing organs and people will be like, yeah, wow, that's great. 2020, who'd have thunk it? Uh, but it's, it's way more complicated than that. There is such a thing as medical 3D printing of organs. It doesn't work, but it will one day. People think, I think. But there's, there's like 10 years before that happens. There's... 3D printing of buildings, but there are limitations to that too in terms of height and it's hard to get the chemistry right. There's 3D printing of metal and 
it's in, even there, it's occasionally difficult to get good anisotropic properties like machine metal and other, there's so many considerations of why 3D printing is getting to a lot of the goals that people seem to think it's already capable of. And it probably will achieve all of those things, but it may not be there just yet. We may see this tech, I mean, we will see this technology grow and continue to grow. Five years, 10 years, 15 years from now, there's plenty of applications that we haven't even imagined yet because of the sort of the sky's the limit nature of this form of manufacturing. Okay, so regarding the, so you're a 3D printer, right? And considering how important plastic is for 3D printing at the moment, at least, what's your opinion of the anti-plastic stance that the governments are taking world over? I understand it. What they're talking about in their own context makes sense. But we also have to consider environmentally friendly alternatives that are also plastics. Plastics, like plastic is kind of a bad word right now. It's like the word nuclear was bad for a while. And that's why we don't say, we don't put N in front of MRI, even though that's, you know, that we don't like to use the word nuclear or neutron because it implies stuff related to, you know, Chernobyl and Fukushima. In the same way, plastic is, is just considered a bad word when we're talking about environmentalism. But plastics are used progressively more and more, and they're going to be around for a long time. And no pun intended. I don't mean they'll take thousands of years to degrade, but like we're going to manufacture them forever. I mean, the trends are often leading further towards plastics. You talk about like your fastest supercars are using more and more carbon fiber. That's plastic. It's reinforced with carbon fiber, but it's plastic still. And I think it makes sense to start moving over to bioplastics because environmentalism is complicated. You have to look at where energy is being used, how you get that energy. I mean, it takes, it uses water and energy to make stuff out of cotton too. But we have to do the math and see what's environmentally friendly. Even bioplastics may not be as environmentally friendly as they are advertised to be. One of the most common materials, 3D printed, PLA, is biodegradable, and it is. It's made from uh, starch, it's starch-based, polylactic acid. And it is biodegradable, but to degrade it quickly, like less than a year, you require specific high temperature composts. Your average backyard compost won't do that. And there are very few facilities that will actually accept this plastic for composting. So it's one of those things where 3D printing, that particular plastic is not as eco-friendly as one might think. You may even doubt the use of the word eco-friendly. Bioplastic is true, biodegradable is true, but eco-friendly, it's a bit more complicated than that. Okay, uh, now taking a break from 3D printing, I think it's time to get into personal life. What do you think, Aryan? Let's dive. I mean, if you're comfortable with it. I mean, I'm here, aren't I? Okay, so um, one question we had is, how did your childhood factor into what you are today? Um, I, I guess I was always curious and I was always just taking stuff apart as a kid. So, I mean, I, mom and dad probably felt a lot better when I learned how to put stuff back together. Because then <laughs> it wouldn't be just me taking cars apart and then I, they had to buy me a new toy because I destroyed it. Uh, and then eventually I started fixing things around the house. I always, the idea of machining 
was always cool to me. I liked the idea of having a CNC and a, a 3D printer was just, I think, a better starting place for the world of machining. Like, I don't want, I'm, I'm always going to be involved in 3D printing in some way, shape, or form. I love it. But I, I will eventually expand to have other types of machines too. And I think it all stems from how much I like to make stuff. I mean, I'm a pretty creative person and uh, this just fits me really well. I mean, I, I, I am a hobbyist. I'm not a professional 3D printer, but I take pride in it and I try to keep my quality as high as possible. And that goes for my content as well. So quick question. What do you feel had more impact in your life? Your school life or your college life? I mean, it's very hard to say because I mean, how like school is like our formative years. I mean, who knows what I would have been like if I had not gone to the particular, I mean, I went to St. Bitter's. Plenty of people have who might be listening to this, but yeah, I, I don't know what it would be like if I didn't go there. I, I'm happy I went there met a lot of people who are different from mine. College, college is more specific. You, you are thinking about your future in, in college. So it's a lot more intense and it's, it's a bit stressful as well. And even though that was shorter, that was also very transformative because it kind of, you're more out of your comfort zone in a long-term sense because you're, you're making decisions that will to you at the time you think will affect the rest of your life. It may, it may not, but yeah, I mean, I'm basically straight out of there. And the last four or five years completely changed how my day is spent. Okay, so I know from a fact that you went to Pace for 11th and 12th. Did that shape anything about you? Um, IIT Pace, yeah, all far non-Indian listeners are going to love, are going to relate to this, um, even the tiny population that has gone to pace. But if you have gone to pace, you'll know that it, it is very intense and it is very different from school, 10 standard and whatnot. Um, I will say this about pace, what I tell everyone, pace is basically what you make of it. Like some people can go there for two years and not get that much benefit out of this and some people can really flourish in that environment. It's very competitive, it is intense, and it's absolutely not for everyone. I'm not even sure it was from me, but I was happy I went there because I met great people there. I think that was the best thing in, in, in Pace. I've met incredibly smart, motivated people who had their own ideas. And I think I changed a lot in those two years as well. Um, I, I mean, everyone goes there for the academics. I didn't do academically that great other than getting in. But I did change quite a lot in that time. And I, I'm, like, I met people and had friendships that I still maintain today actively. So Pace was great, but like, it's not the kind of place I can recommend. If you want to go there, that's already a good sign. If you don't, well, you need to really think about it because it's, it's not that much fun unless you make it. As an ex-Aryanite, I do find a lot of similarities with what you said. But, okay, anyway, let's get back to the main topic. Now, what are your future endeavors? Um, my future endeavors? I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, <laughs> it depends if my hobby takes over my life. Um, right now, this is just my creative release. It's what I do 
when I'm not working. And so as soon as my nine to five is over, I, I 3D print, I try to get new equipment, I try to get new materials, and I'm always trying to be inventive. And, you know, if I could do that full time and make it work for me, I think I'd be pretty happy. How I actually accomplish that, there are so many potential ways. I mean, I could never narrow one down because in five years, who knows? You know, I almost forgot to ask. Now, you had an interview with Prudent Media, right? So, how was it like? The interview was, I mean, I was a tiny bit nervous, but a lot less than I thought I'd be. I guess... I guess I was pretty natural because I think I just knew what I was talking about. It was short and it was, again, it was about uh, what was being done at that time, specifically what I was doing to help out with coronavirus. And so, I mean, I guess when the questions are about you, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, yeah, sorry, Christoph. The thing is, I would love to have more, ask more questions, but the, I, unfortunately, that's all the time we have right now. So... Thanks a lot for coming here. Yeah, really, it's been a pleasure to have you here, even though you have like told me to shut up like five times. Okay, first of all, I know you've cut all that out, so no one will get the joke because they'll they'll ruin they'll you'll cut out every time I've corrected you. But um, no, thanks for having me. It, it was a ton of fun to come on here, and I mean I enjoy talking about this stuff. So if you ever want me to come on again, I'd be glad to. And Christoph, one last thing. Uh, supposing our audience wants to find you and, he, and to meet you further, where can they find you at? Okay, uh, so I am most religiously on Instagram. You can find me at Christoph Braganza, the same spelling that will be in the, dis the title of this video. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter, but I barely check those. So if you want to see my work uh, or if you want to reach out to me, Instagram is your best bet. I have just started posting videos of my work on YouTube. I will be posting more in the future. So that might be something someone might want to check out if they're interested in 3D printing because I try to show people my process and I try to keep quality content. So if anyone wants to see it, I appreciate it. Thanks. So I think we're done for the day. Ciao, guys. Peace. Peace. See ya.